NATO neighboring country. There are reports now from within the Russian government itself that Russia is in the preparedness phase to move forward and permanently station newly formed military units near its border with Finland. This information is coming to the world according to a confirmation by the Russian defense minister. Putin has demonstrated that Russia is not interested in reducing its war efforts, says military strategist, despite a growing toll on international communities. The Russian president and Russian defense minister presided over a Ministry of Defense collegium on, uh, just yesterday. The Institute for the Study of War says that Putin and the defense minister repeatedly rejected the idea of an independent Ukraine, Ukrainian sovereignty. They emphasized that Russia must keep Ukraine within the Kremlin's sphere of influence and defeat what they called a Ukrainian Nazi regime. The president and defense minister made several statements on new strategic directions that were about to take place in the Russian military, during which the Russian president reiterated that Russia will ensure the safety of all Russian territories, including those currently held within the Western acknowledged borders of Ukraine. There's a video with translation going around the internet that I cannot confirm as not being falsified in one or more forums. It shows the Russian president says that Putin has greenlit the mass murdering of Ukrainians by saying, quote, killing them today is better than killing them tomorrow. So there's definitely a ramping up right now. You know, uh, the, the creators to South Park, uh, the people who created South Park, they just launched a venture capital organization that does nothing but create deep fakes using the highest deep fake technology. When I read some white papers a couple of uh, months ago that talked about how deep fake tech would be used in our next war, I didn't expect to see it so soon. But now, if you look hard enough, you're going to find true deep fakes of Trump, of Biden, of Clinton, of everybody saying the uh, worst things, you know, things that they are so far outlandish right now, they don't even make sense. But this technology will be used for misinfo and disinfo soon. Espionage across Russian lines. The former CEO to the Russian State Space Corporation uh, was critically injured while he was visiting a uh, piece of territory that Russia is claiming. This person had threatened the American Elon Musk, you know, they say the American because that's what he is uh, representing, for providing Starlink to Ukraine. He was attacked by gunmen inside of his hotel. He's hospitalized, but they say he's in stable condition. So here we have uh, espionage, true espionage, taking place in and around Russian territory. And we have to get ready for this to happen in and around America. The Kremlin has been asked about Zelensky's visit to Washington. Russia says that there is now no chance of peace. They say talks of Western arms supplies to Ukraine continue, and it's going to make this war all the worse. It's very obvious which direction this conflict is taking. The United States has uh, basically given the green light to supply Ukraine with enough weapons and enough money until Russia burns to ash. NATO countries are suggesting that the only path forward is with the uh, NATO alliance encircling Russia and a NATO acceptance of Ukraine into the group.
Poland says that the world must make Ukraine a nuclear power with weapons capable of destroying Russia and much of Europe to halt the war. And uh, now the Ukrainian president is coming to U.S. soil as a country at war. This is in the final stages. This war is going to continue until the entire world is involved or Russia falls. Reports from yesterday's visit showed the president to Ukraine, Zelensky, receiving a uh, last, lasting standing ovation as he delivered a historic address to U.S. Congress. He began speaking on the events. He spoke on the atrocities of war, a power move that he intended to use to hold the ears, the uh, minds, and the hearts of American Congress and the citizens that Congress is meant to serve. He says every inch of that land is soaked in blood. But Ukrainian Donbass, uh, Donbass stands. Ukraine holds its lines and will never surrender. Uh, he continues with uh, the presentation of a uh, Ukrainian flag to U.S. delegates. The speech meant purposefully to invoke America's defining moments on the battlefield in our war's past was a push to secure unceasing American support for the war against Russia, and it's working. The battles during World War II, especially the heralded Battle of the Bulge and the U.S. Revolutionary War were among the intentions to be discussed. Zelensky says, we Ukrainians will also go through our war of independence with dignity and with success. He talks about celebrating Christmas, even if there is no electricity. He says, our delight is in our faith, in ourselves, and will not be put out. If Russia's missiles attack us, we'll do our best to protect ourselves. He added that Ukraine handles U.S. aid in the most responsible way, an apparent nod to uh, increasing concerns in uh, the American politics about how Ukraine is handling the weapons that are brought in. He re uh, reiterated the importance of Western support. Now that the 10th month of this war is here, he says, our two nations, speaking of America, this is your tax money, your brothers, your sisters. He says, our two nations are allies in this battle. And next year will be our turning point. He goes on to say that the point when Ukrainian courage and American resolve guarantees the future for our common freedom, the freedom of people who stand for their values. He said this to Congress as they awarded him with another round of standing ovation, applause, and pleas. It's becoming increasingly obvious, warns military strategists, that the U.S. military is in the middle of an overhauling change, an early adoption of what they call a fight tonight mentality. They say this is because both China and Russia are growing more aggressive. These words are coming to you directly from the mouth of chief, uh, the chief of naval operations, meaning the service must be ready. The whole U.S. military service must be prepared for more lethal and more direct conflict in the near term. Admiral Mike Gilday said that he stands by prioritizing readiness over lethality and then growing the size of the feet, uh, fleet. He said this during remarks at the Atlantic Council when he made a potential uh, discussion for the conflict with China very, very soon. Secretary of State Lincoln warns the world this week that China appears to be preparing to, quote, act on a much faster 
timeline than previously considered. This follows the Chinese Communist Party's uh, agreement with the Chinese leader that they need to reserve all options and take all options necessary to reunify, uh, reunify Taiwan. This includes immediate military action. The Admiral to the U.S. Navy would not reportedly comment specifically on what the military remarks or actions of the Chinese government uh, were, you know, they were taken. Instead, he says, analysis is still ongoing. He continued, it's not just what the president of China says, it's how the Chinese behave and what they do. What we have seen over the past 20 years is that the Chinese have delivered on every promise they've made earlier than they said they were going to deliver on it. When we talk about a longer window, in my mind, it has to be a 2022 window or a 2023 window. He says, we cannot rule that out. So as we look in the preparedness community, as we look to a future without Chinese supply, with a world at war, how prepared are you and your family? How ready are you for a time when you go to the store and nothing is available? This is a new age, a new time. New heroes will be made and new villains will be <laughs> sanctified. It's a time for you and your family to be prepared to defend your life, to defend against hunger, to stand up for the morals that you feel are right. <laughs> this is your time. And it doesn't matter to me if you are 19, 21, or you're 67 or 72. You can be ready. The first thing to do in your preparedness is, of course, to make sure that your daily life's uh, needs are taken care of. If you're on heart medication, get as much as you can and then find alternatives that you can stock up on. If you are on cholesterol medication, don't stock things that are heavy in fat and cholesterol in your pantry. Get out and exercise, even if that just means going out to the mailbox a couple of times a day. Move your feet, move your body, be ready to move when things get bad. In yesterday's video, we talked about an older woman in her 80s. She never thought a war would come to her area. And now it did. Her home destroyed. And so what does she do? She is forced to move with what little she has left in this world and go to shelter somewhere else. So we need to be in that position where we can move, we can shoot, and we can communicate. And we do that with good tactics, sound mind, sound preparedness, and good physical activity. If you find yourself suffering a hardship, just know that if you have the wherewithal to watch this video today, you do have the wherewithal and the stamina to be able to stand up and do something at some point. Just do what you can and do no more. Don't get caught up in not being able to uh, you know, have a thousand year sustainable wilderness retreat not owning your own island safe from all nuclear radiation. Don't worry about that. Do what you can right now. We know that a war is coming. The Admiral to the U.S. Navy is telling you that a war is coming. The current U.S. administration is telling you that they are going to be in this war with Russia until Russia falls. NATO is saying that they are going to be prepared to take on all entities of enemy foreign governments until they fall. They will not relinquish the old world order. Russia and China have both stood up tall and said that a time for a new world order 
has risen. They are prepared to fight to your death. I want you to take note of that. They're not prepared to fight to their death. They are prepared to fight to your death. That's death by hunger, death by malnutrition, death by disease, death by chemical weaponry, death by radiation, death by any means that they seem fit, uh, that they see fit so that they can achieve their goals of global domination. Now you might hear that and you might think, well, Brad, that sounds like, you know, some 1980s B movie. That's fiction based on fact. Men and women of our, pan, uh, of our world's past have done nothing but grab for power and grab for wealth. And that's exactly what this is. The last couple of decades have been a pretty nice, uh, pretty chill, I would say, vibe of you can just grow, you can be happy, you can own a little bit of land if you work hard. Those days are over. Now, the great, great reset is here. The one where a new world order is shaped by a new world war. A new economy will rise. And right now, the only economy that they have is your blood, your sweat, and your tears. And they are paying out every moment. So do everything that you can. Please get ready to the fullest extent that you can. So this admiral to the U.S. Navy says that China will deliver earlier than it means to. We need to be ready today. He's referencing remarks of another admiral, Phil Davidson, the former chief of U.S. Indo-Pacific Command, who says that China is going to seize Taiwan on a predetermined and specific timeline. He says that a potentially accelerated timeline means that the U.S. cannot have ships out there in a fight that aren't lethal, capable, and ready to win. It's readiness over capacity. The ships that we are putting out there have to be ready to fight, he says. He warns that the Navy cannot justify spending dollars that do not threaten China. Now, I want you to hear that again. The U.S. Navy, U.S. military, cannot afford to spend money that does not threaten China. Let that resonate. Shut your ass Let it sound deeply in your heart to just see how soon this war is coming. He says that China is a credible threat. It's noteworthy that in a day and age where we have a 9% inflation, that 60% of the Navy's budget rises at a rate above inflation, he says. We have to take that into account. Our goal of readiness is 120 days before the start of a new contract instead of roughly a month. He says, but due to a supply chain issue, we're looking at a year to get things done. He particularly pointed to weapons stocks saying that it's important to have a part of your readiness in having magazines full and missile launchers loaded. Now, I want you to look in the mirror and say that. Magazines full and all that you can do to be ready. He lists a maximized domestic production rate of weapons in a uh, matter of fight or flight, fight or death. He says that there's a demand signal so that the world can plan on it and respect infrastructure with respect to workforces and supply chains. Leadership in the Pentagon doesn't have a lot of time to discuss about nice-to-haves, he says, and I want you to take that to heart for your own preparedness. We're talking about what we must have in order to deter, to fight, and to win. 
So here we are in a community full of discussions of nice to haves. Wouldn't it be nice to have a 50 acre retreat that, you know, has, uh, you know, animals on it that, you know, you can uh, take for your meat has, uh, you know, six acres of gardening. That's just, uh, you know, spring fed. Wouldn't it be nice? Those are your nice to haves. But the reality is what you need to have needs to come at a much sooner timeline. They say 120 days. That sounds about right. I would challenge you to choose to get within the first three months of the year, uh, three to four months of the year. So you got about a half month left of, uh, you know, we're nearing the end of December. So the first three to four months of the year, challenge you to get as ready as you can be. But it starts today. It starts every day. You do what you can today with what you have. A lot of people yeah. asked in yesterday's video, if I only have $10 that I can go to Dollar General or uh, the dollar store, what would you get? Well, yeah. I would get something for shelter. They sell usually uh, those uh, very inexpensive um, ponchos, clear ponchos. Get one of those. That's one of your dollars or $1.25 now because we're at a 20 to 30% inflation rate. So you get a poncho. That's one thing done. You have a family of four, you have to get four. Uh, what else do they have there? Uh, dollar store usually has some sort of cutting tool. So you get a cutting tool as some sort of cooking uh, vessel. Maybe you get a cooking vessel. Maybe candles. Get some candles. <coughs> Just try to, in every trip, get a little bit of everything. Pretty soon you're going to see that you're stocked up. And you're stocked well, better than 80 to 90% of the U.S. population. And so when everybody else is running full of fear, anger, and a dismissal of reality, you'll be hunkered down, you'll be prepared, and you'll be waiting this thing out. I want to get to a viewer question or two. Uh, let me get to the first one here. It comes to us from a commenter going by the name of Lambert. Question, what would the average lifespan of commercially manufactured canned food be? Uh, how long will it last before it's no good to eat? I grabbed this directly from the USDA.gov website. And I'm going to read it to you verbatim. Most shelf-stable foods are safe indefinitely. In fact, canned food, well, our canned goods, excuse me, will last for years, as long as the can itself is in good condition. That means no rust, no dents, no swelling. Packaged goods, cereal, pasta, and cookies will be safe past the Best Buy date although they may eventually become stale or develop an off flavor. You'll know when you open the package if the food has lost its quality. Many dates on food refer to quality, not safety. Uh, it says to see the FSIS Shelf Stable Food Safety Fact Sheet for more information. So how long will your canned food last? Indefinitely, unless it shows signs of problems. Now it's different, uh, you know, because there's very standardized canning procedures, so they do their best to, uh, you know, reduce the risks of anything nasty growing in there. Errol Danzi, question. What are some popular brand names of these three products? A five-gallon bucket, oxygen absorbers, and Mylar bags. I need to be able to store large amounts of rice. Thank you. So it's no brand name that we look for. You just go anywhere that has five-gallon buckets that are HDPE2. Let me see if I can find something plastic. Uh, I don't think I have anything plastic food grade right in front of me that has the HDPE2 uh, labeling on it. But HDPE2 means that it's food grade plastic. 
So no matter where you get your five gallon unused brand new bucket from, if it's HDPE too, you can use it. Mylar bags, again, I'm not specific to any brand. Uh, just get what you can, put your food away. And that's what you do to get ready. I hope that you guys are enjoying these videos and enjoying this cold snap if you're far south and staying safe if you're far north. This is definitely a changing event for a lot of people. A lot of people are already suffering from not being able to pay their electric bills, not being able to pay their fuel and heating bills. And this is a very tough time for them. So our thoughts and concern go out to their readiness. Please, everyone, stay safe and keep watch. Make sure that you check out uh, nutrientsurvival.com forward slash FSS. If you're interested in long-term food storage, use the code FSS15 to get 15% off. A lot of people have been asking about contingency medical because right now you can't use their website to buy antibiotics. They are just dealing with a web development issue. They said they'll be back up within a couple of days in hopes. So just keep up to that. Uh, you know, Not everybody is uh, you know Google or Amazon and can just throw tens of thousands of dollars at a website developer and have them you know, fix their problems. So that's where we're at, guys. I hope that you and your family are getting ready for tough times. Stay safe and keep watch. In their favor, you know? And so, I mean, that's, that's where we're going here, you know, where it's just, total control you know when you think about all these various smart appliances all these things in our homes that are um are monitoring us in order for that to be a a, a real time and real life um type of situation it's going to require um a, a subscription of some sort you know so if you want your refrigerator to tell you that you're out of milk, that has to be a, a, a running tab. That has to be something that's taking place, you know, consistently being monitored on a regular basis. You're going to have to pay for that. So you just going in the refrigerator and saying for your damn self or saying the fact that you just threw away an empty container because you just used drunk the last of the milk, that's not enough for us. No, we want a refrigerator to tell us that we're out of milk and we need to get milk. We want the refrigerator to make up our grocery list, you know, um, I recently, um, had experienced someone, um, who, um, was, was about to buy some groceries. Um, they're going to have them delivered, you know, and I, I literally had to, to, to put it on the table on, did it make sense for you to have this, you know, these groceries delivered? And this is how you really have to, these are young people. You have to deal with these young people. You have to accept the fact that they are, they're, they're in a different time and place than you are, you know? And so you have to make it make sense where they'll understand. And I'm like, okay, well, you guys are about to spend hundreds of dollars. And they're like, yeah. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to tell you this. This is my experience, both doing delivery of the groceries and also having groceries delivered. You know, I had to explain to them that, um, First and foremost, when you go grocery shopping for someone else, in order for you to really get what you want in that grocery store, that person has to have experience with shopping, first and foremost. Um, and they have to be considerate and have a respect for um, the fact that these people want what they order. And see, not everyone has that spirit because not everyone, especially in this day and age, 
has it in them to serve someone else. It's all about in God we trust. It's all about the end result, that money. And so um, it's a matter of timing, you know, because because the more deliveries you get, of course, the more money you make, you know. And so I know when I did it, um, I, I didn't leave people high and dry. I took what I was doing seriously because that's how I take it when I go shopping. You know, I, I go in when I, I I when I go grocery shopping, I go in with um, precision. <laughs> okay. I go in with precision. I don't be in there to play. So I'll be, I look at people walking around like, I go in with something in mind, right? And so um, that's how I will shop for other people. And so if they didn't have certain things, um, you know, it may be, they might recommend a substitute or whatever, but if it was something that I would consider to be very valid and important, I would reach out to these people. And tell them, you know what I'm saying? And so, but not everyone's going to do that, especially when you're dealing with certain types of people who are just, you know, not to, not to be stereotypical, but the programming has worked on people. And you have, you know, you got men and, and most men, they don't give a fuck when they go to the grocery store. Shit, they rather they want to go to the grocery store. They rather they want to go to the grocery store. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying all men, but this is the programming. We're talking about norms here, right? And so, um, and then you got to mention young people, young people don't even cook these days. They quick to have, they, they quick to go and make money doing delivery only to have, go through the money, have a shit delivered to them. You know what I'm saying? Like, really? You know, and so, and then on the flip side, I remember when my, you know, at one point my vehicle was down and I wanted to make, um, you know, a family dinner. And so I had some food delivered to the house. And so I, everything that I ordered was just strictly for that meal. It wasn't even it wasn't even groceries per se for meals. I mean, it was just for that meal. And do you know when they brought all my stuff, the main thing, which was the meat, I was making a roast. They didn't bring because they just said they didn't have it. So like, what was the point? Like, this is what I'm talking about. This is these young people, you know, that can't put two and two together and say, well, damn. Obviously, they're making a meal just based on what I'm getting for them. And so that main thing is going to be that meat. But you bring me, you don't even reach out to me and tell me. You don't even you don't even give me the option to tell you, okay, well, just get me a whole chicken or something. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, and now you're going to go and spend hundreds of dollars, hundreds of dollars to have someone to bring you or not bring you shit. I said that. I said, I mean, that don't even make sense. I said, I just want you guys to think about what I'm saying to you. You're about to allow someone else to go grocery shopping for you, and you're spending hundreds of dollars, and you actually think they're going to bring you exactly what you want. I'm like, shit, get your lazy ass up and go shopping. They did, you know, when it's all said and done, but I'm just like, you know, this whole uh, subscription based. You know, first they're furthering, furthering the whole middleman mentality, where you know it's okay for someone else to go do this and do that for you and all that type of shit. And you know, you get your shit and it ain't how you want it and how you like it. It's not sometimes even what you order, you know. So, but we live in a time of subscriptions, convenience. It's all about, you know, that instant gratification and people don't really want to put in the work like, you know, we did back in the day. That's just like my ancestors. You know, um, I 
know it's going to snow. Most people hate the snow. I actually enjoy shoveling snow. That's why the, I really love being in the brisk air. I love the shoveling, and I can get a little obsessive about it. You know, it's just a fun thing to me. I just, it's just something I like to do. Most people don't like to do it. Now, when we were younger, we would actually make money shoveling snow. People make money, you know, um, mowing lines and so on and so forth, you know. But today, these people, they're they're just not, they're not on it. You know what I'm saying? They're just not, they can they can care less about um, what they have, even taking care of it. You know what I'm not saying? That not all young people and people today don't take care of their things, but most people are more interested in someone else taking care of it. I mean, because that's how this system, that's the direction that they want us to go into to the point where then the AI, whether it's a robot, whether it's, you know, something just dealing with technology, just being the stand in between you and what you want. That's how they want it to be, you know, just to further that whole mental, that middle man concept, you know, but <clears throat> that's what happens when um, the, you're being governed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're you're being governed, and they they're they're enticing you with the the um in the convenience of things, but in the in your desire for convenience, you're being shorted with the quality of things, and even with the quantity of things, because you'll notice that when you go somewhere to get food somewhere takeout or fast food or whatever, you run the risk when you go through a drive-thru. You run the risk when you get food delivered because sometimes, a lot of times, portions, the, the, the quantity or the amount of food that is given to you is less because you're not there to monitor it. You're not there to question it. And so you're given less because of it, even though you're paying more. For the convenience of it, you know, and so, but now, again, just like the crossover and the cusp and the exchange of adult to child and how it became a more dumbing down, you know, these children don't want to accept it, but they're dumb. They're, they're dumbed down to the point of having the mindset to even question anything. Because they've allowed what they're, they've been shorted in to become the norm. And so when they see that small portion, that's all they know. Until one of them happens to decide, okay, well, let's just stop here since we're out and about. And then they'll go in somewhere and they'll get the same thing that they order all the time. And they get far more. And they're like, wow, I don't get this much when I order. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When I, when I have it delivered, you know what I'm saying? So... It's just that the changing of the guards is 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 like a weakening. It's becoming our society is becoming weaker and weaker and weaker. I don't see the wiser, you know. I know that in the scripture it speaks about the children are going to be weaker and wiser. I don't see the wiser at all. They seem to have more knowledge of things, but just because you have a knowledge of things doesn't mean you you have a know-how of things. You might have a knowledge of what's being talked about, what's being said, but you don't have the knowledge like 
you know, book knowledge. So I can't even put that on, you know what I'm saying? It, you know, they don't have the intellect, I should say. Maybe they, they have the knowledge of things, but not the intellect of things. And so if you don't have the intellect of things, there's no way you can have the wisdom of something. There's no way, you know. Um, so, you know, I look at, you know, these 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 babies and, you know, they're, they're very, very uh, uh, smart. They're very, uh, they have a strong will, so on and so forth, but that's going to really be a matter of the adults around them being able to monitor uh, their educational level, you know, to uh, to reprogram them after they've been, especially when they're, they've been exposed to public schooling and, you know, and hands up, you think you're doing something because you're sending your child to say a charter school, but you know, um, Bill Gates and other philanthropists, philanthropists, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> they have been known to also um, donate um, to those type of schools as well. You know, and so we know that donation means, um, you know, favor. So I need you to do this and I need you to do that. So this is how they, they're trying to counteract you know, these inner, these inner school students who um, have opted out of public schools in hopes to be able to uh, avoid the public school trap. Um, this is how they still found found their way to these, these children and these charter schools is through funding in these schools. So you know that. And so you have to, if you have children in your life that you care for and you're concerned about their future, you have to ask them daily, what they learned in school like let them you know what i'm saying like in a way where you're just having this conversation with them you know that they can really see as an adult conversation where they can um you know see their value in expressing this so you can find all the um cracks and what's being taught because we're all we're already going to have to um to uh deprogram them when it comes to the various cartoons that they consistently watch and you know all the video games and things that they're doing on their tablets and, and things like that because they're doing this at younger and younger ages we're going to have to find means to inter to to counteract the programming you know those of us who are conscious and aware and you know what really wise about how we got into this position in order to make sure that, you know, um, these young people, um, you know, because it's always going to be exceptions to the rules. They're not going to be able to control everyone's mind like that. And they know it, you know, that's why they have, they do all the monitoring that they do so they can, can try to keep up with those type of things that they really can't. But that's also an, another reason why they desire to depopulate because less people, it's, it's less monitoring needed more control you know and so um i don't even see that because they keep they keep talking about um you know all the things they say that pretty much boils down to the depopulation and the things that they do that's trying to they're where they're trying to boil down to the depopulating um but you know um pop, the population is still growing you know and but they also may be looking at it from an aspect of depopulating the old you know that way they can bring in the new so you have to take that into consideration because at the end of the day, um, there are still parents out here who love their children. There are still parents out here who are concerned about their children. 
um, even though there's this need to push hatred for children, you know, and again, you're dealing with people who um, are, are um, imbalanced, who don't, they, 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 they're, they're not relatable. They're there and they can't relate to anyone else. And so people like that just want to control things. You know what I'm saying? They just want to, they, they can't relate. You know, it makes you wonder, are these, are these beings, do they go through the same process that human beings go through when they come in the world as far as being carried through a woman and so on and so forth? Because they're so, seem to be so disconnected from the whole concept that you treat others how you want to be treated. You know, because if you were a child, you don't want to be disregarded as just something that, that's just, that, that comes to fuck the world up, you know, just another fucking being that's coming to fuck the world up. I mean, this is literally how these people really think. Like, they they don't really, they look at children and it's like, ugh. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a person that that's highly unrelatable. Highly. Because you can't recognize that that was you at some point. Like, really? And so maybe they feel like, well, I went through it and I survived, so bitch, little bitch, you're gonna survive. Like, they don't even see the innocence in a child because how they were, you know, raised and all. It's just, just weird shit. <laughs> it's just weird shit going on. Like, children are the enemy, you know what I'm saying? Like, again, when it's all said and done, it's all about coming up against God and nature and um, all things life-giving. And so, like, they, they just have, like, a disdain for, um, for things that represent that. But, again, you know, we act to be governed. <laughs> we keep asking to be governed in this society, you know, where it's like again, you know, they tell they come as though they they have your best interest at heart. You know, they love you, they care about you. It's all about us doing this together. And then all the while, it's like they they're like uh, thinking to themselves, like, yeah, this stupid fuck. I'm gonna, get this, I'm gonna get this stupid fuck to do exactly what I want. You know, you got people like that in your life. That's that just wants to use you. And, and somehow in your life, that's not okay. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not okay for those, when, when those around you see that you're going through something like that, it's just like, well, how did you put up with that? How do you? But then ultimately, that's what we put up with from our own government who tells us all the time about how we're doing something wrong, therefore it's so many bad shit gonna happen. But they're not experiencing the same reality that they're trying to convince us is taking place. They can they can literally vote themselves not to come into work. <laughs> they can, you know, I mean, like they tell you you go you have to go to work and you have to make you know you you can only get this amount of money an hour and you know and then they they're, they're the ones that can tell you how much you can get an hour as far as uh, the minimum and so on and so forth and you have to not only go to work and work 40 hours but you got to go ahead and put in some overtime and you got these motherfuckers who for the whole year they might show up three months i mean days wise they may only show up to work three months out of the year, three months out of the year. But these motherfuckers is putting you in a position where you have to work overtime to barely make it. You keep voting for them to govern you though. Like damn, they doing a fucked up ass job at governing you, governing you 
But then again, they not because they governing you, they controlling you how they see fit. And they seem to be doing a good job in that area because you can't do the math on it. They have dumbed the people down enough to where they can't recognize that they're being victimized. I mean, you sit and you look at your circumstance and you sit and you look at their circumstance and you can't, you can't say, well, damn, something's wrong here because they said they needed me for them to even be where they're at. But look at where I'm at in comparison to where, what I placed them, where I placed them to be. <laughs> you know, and, now, and, and going back to this whole CIA thing, the CIA and obviously the FBI and all these alphabets, they don't operate under, they're like, they're like rogue agencies. When they talk about the deep state, you know what I'm saying, or or who really controls this country, look to those type of places, because they're the ones who set forth the mapping of things in order for them to get to a certain place. They're the ones who put certain things into place. You know, they they do a lot of every since. World War II, first and foremost, but we know what was going on before then. They have did all these various experiments on people, you know, whether it's individuals or or the masses of the people. You know, they have done things like, on, on, they do a lot of spiritual experiments. They do things to enhance, enhance the spiritual aspect of things because they understand the power in it and it, their power is even more expanded because the more they know on that area and the less that you know they, they really have a certain power over the people because the people aren't even aware of that these type of things exist like for instance if you've, you've ever heard of remote viewing remote viewing that's an ability to find yourself, your energy in someone else's presence to, to, to see what they're doing. It's a thing, it's a thing. So that lets you know that there's something that's innately in us, but we have been dumbed down and disconnected from the source so much that we don't even know it exists. We think it's impossible, there's clairvoyance, there's all these various types of um, supernatural things that people possess. And we know we know this exists because we know people firsthand who they say, oh, well, I had a dream or I had a vision on this particular number in the lottery and they win. Or I had a vision or I had a lot, I had a, um, a dream about X, Y, and Z and it happens. So we know it exists. Well, do you know that the more and more you practice it, the more and more you become enhanced in that area. So you literally have people who teach you this. You have, there's various uh, um, programs on this type of stuff. And there's, either you can go on, you can go on YouTube and you can find people who they'll do readings a month or two in advance of what they, what they're saying is going to happen somewhere down the line. They go into the future and everything. Now the CIA has been doing this stuff for decades. 
they've been doing all types of things in regards to the spiritual realm. But they don't tell you that. They don't tell us nothing. Hell, they're not. The president isn't isn't even uh, allowed to know the shit that they do. But he can tell us how he can block us from knowing. He don't even know when it's all said and done. He knows some bullshit. He know how much they have uh, have uh, have watched his his back. He know how much they pat his patted his back. That's all he needs to know is that they down for him, and he knows it's a generational thing in regards to his position. But he don't really know what these motherfuckers been did all this time, because he's not on the same level as them. They they getting a go ahead from the Pentagon, and if anybody is running this country, it's more so them. And again, Jeff Bezos on the bed with them motherfuckers. All these all these these supposed billionaires is in a bed with the government. But you have some who are specifically in the bed with the Pentagon. And now you that's when you know you really in the bed with somebody. Because you're dealing with the military. And these motherfuckers is running all types of experiments and drills and shit like that. You know, that's why I'm with the whole drone thing. You know, because it's no way possible that we should be living in a society that allows just the average Joe. Because nine times out of ten, it's a joke. Um, to just have something flying around our heads, other than the fact that they're just trying to make things very compartmentalized and hide their bullshit. Because see, they say that there are police drones and things like that, but with, with it being police drones, there's supposed to be certain lighting on it, you know. And so recently, I guess you know they're really ready to pull their bullshit. You know, I noticed how um, they've been running these drills with these um, airplanes and, and just over certain areas and so on and so forth. I don't know where they are now. They haven't, they haven't been through, but I'm sure now that I mentioned it, they've come through. I haven't seen them in, in, in at least a week or whatever. I haven't heard them. Um, but they just be flying around over and over and over and over again, probably hundreds of times just over your head. And these drones, the, the, the drones and the, and the drones always, the drones are always, they always in the sky. Specifically on certain days, they're always in the sky. But if you're doing something that's different than the norm, they show up. Now, that has, to me, that's an indication of either, again, it's somebody in the neighborhood, somebody in the neighborhood, or it's, is some type of quote-unquote officials because now it makes sense if somebody if it's your neighbor doing it and they see that you're doing something different you're operating differently for x y and z and they want to be nosy you know what i'm saying so then they put put it up in the up in the sky or whatever but this these drones be there like clockwork like it's a job you know they they hit the sky at a certain time you know so to me that's a that's you know, that's kind of an indication, but then again, you got motherfuckers who be up all night. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You got motherfuckers, they be ordering, they be door, having door dash into their motherfucking house at one, two, three, four o'clock in the morning, and you know, you, you go to the door, and these motherfuckers is playing video games and shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, motherfuckers like that be having drones in the sky, you know? But again, 
Um, this particular drone, I've been saying it for years, and I've been seeing it specifically on a certain side of town, you know. And um, I, I recently purchased me some um, some night vision uh, binoculars. I'm about, to, I'm about to be all up in their face. They all up in mine, you know. I, I don't know if um, the brother has released uh, the, the little video I did on drones, you know, being aware of these drones because these motherfuckers, it, it's more than one in the sky now by me. And the lighting is different. You know, this this particular one that has a different lighting than the other, it just showed up. It just showed up like in the last couple of weeks. It wasn't always there, you know. But specifically, it's all in my business because, you know, me and someone else was having a conversation about it, and it's on the east side of the, of the house. By the time I wake up at 1, 2 o'clock in the morning, it's on the west side of the house, piercing in at me through the blinds. I had to flip the blind the other way, you know, and eventually it, it, it scurries off as it recognizes, you know, obviously it's, you know, it's, it's, it's so many concerns with that because you literally, they, those, dr those drones, um, if they have any type of um, camera attached to it, a cell phone or whatever, those things can be hacked. They can be hacked first and foremost. Um, and, and, you know, you got people who are um, paid, you know, they, they, they may be some type of drone detectives or something like that, where this is how they keep up with, you know, their, um, their whoever they're, they're being paid to follow through drones. You know, it can be, it can be a mind game. It can be, you know what I'm saying? When it's all said and done, it's a violation. Because literally, it's sitting there watching me sleep through the blind somehow and recognizing my movements to the point where it's, it's leaving. It moves, it moves away. You know, so I don't know, some sick bastard, you know, but um, there are certain uh, rules and regulations for one. Um, you know, they have the uh, FFA, you know, um, you can call and find out how to... Um, file a complaint against you know these people these drones because if they fly to a certain point or whatever um then if it's like a commercial type um drone like for instance a detective they're supposed to register with these people you know and so you can find out um you can have you can investigate and find out if their drones are in the sky at a particular time and it's at a particular place and you can find out who specifically is doing it um but you know, there's some other options as well, but you know, that's a scary thing. You got people all on on YouTube talking about how drones are just following me. They've been following me for years, you know, and again, just just the strangest thing, you know what I'm saying? I just to find out that this city that I'm in, this is where they hold internet the international drone convention at and been doing it for decades. Without the average person even knowing, if I bring it up to people, they don't even they like what? That's a scary thing. Like, oh, what's the fucking chance? <laughs> like, you know, I was like, really? You know, just so happens to where I fucking grew up at. Come on now, why? This little ass city is hosting fucking drone conventions, international drone conventions. You know, this strange shit taking place in this world. This strange, you know, one reason why I had came off of, off of doing having my own channel and. 
you know, even being on YouTube for a certain amount of time is because I was just noticing all the strange stuff taking place with people I was subscribed to. They would be mentioning this very things that I'm talking about or I'm thinking about or I'm doing. I mean, when you're saying it time and time again, like even recently, just yesterday, you know, someone that I had been inspired to speak about something on end up speaking on some stuff that could have could have clearly been seen as though he was talking to me but you know because i know i'm conscious of the system that we're in and the games is being played but it made me question i'm wondering to myself is this person an agent is this person actually is is this am i really looking at a person or do they have that type of control over someone to be able to be so specific? And I'm the fact that I've seen it time and time again, like everything from someone I'm watching, I have dreads. I decide to comb my dreads out. And then next thing you know, she decides to comb her dreads out and she's doing it on video. You understand what I'm saying? It's just like all the strange stuff you, I'm seeing. I'm like, well, damn, am I doing this stuff? Am I also being that to someone else that they're using as um to try to fuck with, you know, fuck with a motherfucker's head to say, wow, I, I was just doing that or I was just saying that or I was just, I don't know what the fuck is going on here, but I'm aware of it. You know what I'm saying? And that's the thing. You have to be aware of it. So you, you don't, so you don't just totally succumb to the bullshit, the control. Because it's some strange motherfucking shit taking place in this situation that we're in. And obviously, this is with them rolling out all these various platforms, like a YouTube, is all, it's, that's, this was in the plan. This was a part of their plan to be able to come up against people and, and mess with people and stand in the way of what people come to do and all that type of stuff through these various tactics. And so for those those who are targeted and the mind games that they try to play because they can because they couldn't control you through the programming. And that's the only reason why they come up against you and I is because they could they can't control us through all the programming that we have been forced in, into our whole lives growing up in a, a family where TVs, a TV, TV, and they can't control us that way. So they, they want to be able to not just control minds like us, but to be able to deem minds like ours crazy, something that's out of the norm, something that they have to watch because they, they have to make it compartmentalized. They have to make it you know, so they, it, there can be some um, plausible deniability of what's taking place. They got to have a reason. They got to cause a problem and come in with a solution. So not only do they want to control our mind, but how they want to control it is through to, is through making it seem as though there's there's a flaw in our mental. And so they want to do that through means of playing with your head making it seem like you're hearing something that you're not hearing, making it seem like you're smelling something that you're not smelling, making it seem like you're, um, it's all in your head. You're paranoid. You know, those questions they ask you before you get any type of, um, uh, 
a counseling of any sort, you go meet with a psychiatrist or a psychologist, they ask you these questions to make it seem like, you know, this is how they cover themselves. I mean, this is this is a part of the whole CIA situation. How they was, you know, how they was uh, forcing LSD on motherfuckers. So they can cover up their tracks on all they ill doing, man. And it's nothing to them because they've gotten away with so much. They, they got an arrogance about it. They feel some kind of way if they can't get away with something. They got they got to they got to do it just just to, just to, for the thrill of it. And so for, for people like you and I, and remember, uh, uh, Gay Edgar Hoover, you know his ass was you know his 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 uh, motto was they got to stop the rise of a black messiah. Why, why a black messiah? Why not just a messiah? In general. Because they got theirs under control. It's you. It's you that has the probability to come up against them the most because it's you they come up against the most. So it only makes sense that they keep some type of stronghold on their enemy, on who they deem their enemy. And so therefore, brothers and sisters, those of us who they cannot control, but we got that energy to influence others. They set up all of these little roadblocks and pitfalls around us to stand in the way of that. But we have to embrace everything they hate about us. Everything that they want to control in you, you got to embrace it for yourself. See? Because it's like this. I can go and I can go dance and I can go sing and it's fine when it's done within the house to a certain degree. To a certain degree. If, if I go into a meditative mode while I'm doing this, they start to, there's a jealousy that occurs. And so all of a sudden I may experience issues with my volume. Where my volume just don't work on the music. It just stops. I'm messing with it and I'm messing with it, trying to get it right. Or they'll 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 interrupt with some some white female, some high-pitched female voice. <laughs> it's like they just they want to they, they're trying to interrupt my greatness by saying, but but I'm here though. I'm here. You understand what I'm saying? Because there's a message. It's, it, with them, it's all about messaging. That's the subliminals and what they do. You need me. You need me. They never just do things. Look, you're fine. And when you make a movement, you might be listening to a video. And when you make a certain movement, you go to shift on something, it goes right into a commercial. Boom. And I'll, I'll, I'll go as far as, as far to say this, appliances within your home. There is some type of connection. It's like, I mean, as soon as I said that, my phone, my phone will start getting down. <laughs> appliances, brothers and sisters, that are within your home or places that wherever there's appliances, there is a certain amount, there's some type of communication that is taking place between 
what you're doing, what you're thinking, and that appliance, no doubt about it. Now, remember, I used to complain about the headaches I was having, okay? Now, there, now, where I'm positioned at in my vehicle is close to the garage. Matter of fact, my head is in, in directly where there's an extra refrigerator that's in the garage. It was plugged in. I decided one day to unplug that motherfucker and the headaches went away. Now, I used, to, I used to feel this same way when I was in my apartment because sometimes I would wake up randomly in the middle of the night and my refrigerator, I'm not going to say my refrigerator, that refrigerator in that apartment would be running like real loud. Real loud. We know that every now and then refrigerators refrigerators make a certain sound. Now, from what I understand, they're not supposed to really be doing that. From what I understand, it's not supposed to be, but it was, and it was real loud. And then once I recognized that shit stopped time and time and time again, and I started questioning what was going on, how this refrigerator was being used, and trust and believe, like. I have mentioned in the video, I don't know if the brother released it or not, how I had to stay in the house last night because of, you know, this pole, the pole that I mentioned, that light that had came on randomly so many months ago and then randomly went off. Well, it had been leaning a little bit more than usual, and I recognized it. And so I let the owner know because it, it, it had, it had um, wires on it, and I could see the strain of the wires as well. And come to find out this damn pole. I mean, this was a, this is a regular wood wooden pole to just be just like any other street light with the street light on it on the garage. Okay, make it make sense. But anyway, a police used to own this house, so it was a lot of strange shit that be going on in that motherfucking house. And I didn't sleep at all last night. But anyway, um, so this pole they went on and cut it down completely. This motherfucker was. It didn't have, it had, it had wood chips underneath it. I mean, it was, it was like, it wasn't even really in the ground. It just had wood chips. If the wires themselves wasn't upholding the, the damn uh, pole, pole heavy as fuck. But if it wasn't for me mentioning it to him, that motherfucker would have been coming down and then wires would have been coming down right along with him, right over me. But thankfully, it was all taken care of. But as I'm in the house at night, whenever I would have certain thoughts, like a like a you know a light bulb moment or whatever, the furnace would just cut off. But I notice that even when I'm in going in and out, in and out the house, I notice the same thing. Like sometimes I come in. And that furnace would be on, and it just seemed like as soon as I walk in, it just shut off like it's trying to hear every, like, it's just the weirdest thing. <laughs> well, you call me paranoid, I don't give a fuck. If, uh, look, they can line up everybody that know me, and you, you can line up, you can, you can line them up to various degrees of how much they know about me. And them motherfuckers ain't, that's, they, 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 that's something you ain't gonna hear, because that I'm paranoid. You ain't go here. Oh, she crazy. You not go here. Oh, she hear voices. You ain't go. That's one reason why they try to stand in the way of what I do because they know that they can't. 
I have a I have an ability to express what's taking place to such degrees that it shakes them. You a crazy motherfucker ain't explaining shit like that. It is some of this is it's like they have been preparing for all their wickedness this whole time. They knew, they knew there was gonna come a time where they would have to answer to, or they can be placed in a position where they have to be answered. So they have to keep up with certain minds in particular. Because minds like my mind makes them very questionable. Very questionable. And yes, this whole smart everything, this shit has already been implemented just on on in, in degrees that you're we weren't aware of of shit that's going on in our homes. We don't know the inner working of the furnace. We don't know the inner working of the of the refrigerator of the stove. We don't know what them motherfuckers got up in there. Them motherfuckers be doing and knowing all types of shit from experiments and all that type of shit. Hidden knowledge. They know that if they put this there then that'll cause that and this will cause that then they can do this from a distance and they can Man, all I know is when I unplug that refrigerator, okay, that's all I'm saying, when I unplug that motherfucking refrigerator. And so we have to be aware of these things that are taking place around us. They have weaponized everything, everything, lotion, deodorant. All this shit is questionable. You you can go and do the research on it. Motherfuckers have sued all types of people behind the shit they putting in everything. I mean, these motherfuckers is diabolical. And because they have been able to program the people to to the point of um, sound like no return, they just continually just do what the fuck they want to do. You know what I'm saying? You know, everybody got people in their life that they know that just type of motherfuckers that they don't care who the fuck they stuff on, nigga. I'm getting mine. Give a fuck about your baby. Give a fuck about your pet. Give a fuck, I don't give a fuck about you. Like they, they, you, you got people that say it, but they really don't mean it. That's that's not really who they are as people. But you got people who say it and they mean that shit. Motherfuckers is diabolical. And that's a system. And then on top of that, they 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 they're amongst each other, constantly feeding that e that part of the ego where they're in the towers looking down on us. That shit is has even grown in these motherfuckers. That spirit. They don't give a fuck long as they get theirs. As long as they get nairs, they don't give a fuck. And they'll do whatever, anything. And I'm just sitting here looking at, at my power. You know what I'm saying? This is like, you got people, I got people around me. I listen to what people say. You know what I'm saying? Like all my life, I've been able to take on that position of, you think I don't know what you're saying, or you think I don't know what you're doing, but I'm very aware of it. I grew up. I grew up in training at a little as a little girl. It was I, I, how my upbringing was. I was in training for this very day, and how people use words and terms to you, and it makes you question 
who they really are. Well, how are they saying this? It's like they're trying to mentally fuck with you. Bitch, you ain't even got what it takes, though. And that's for whoever. You ain't got what it takes. It ain't a motherfucker alive that got what it takes to just tell me something and plant a seed in me to make me believe what they said like that about myself. No, honey, don't misinterpret what I'm saying to you. That's what you're hoping. And then that then that becomes a question of who are you tied into? These spiritual enemies. Because you can't you can't put your finger on motherfuckers nowadays. Motherfuckers be on that bullshit and they be looking like angels. You know, like motherfuckers. <laughs> you got people out here doing all this diabolical shit, and then when the truth come out, because you know it's no longer able to to the the, it, the walls just just can't take it no more, can't take the lies, and they just fall over and collapse. And when motherfuckers find out who these motherfuckers really is, they be like just blown away, like. I just don't believe that this person is like this. Like, I never knew that. You know what I'm saying? It's just like finding out you got a serial killer next door and shit. Like, you didn't talk to this motherfucker. You didn't borrow tools from this motherfucker. And, <laughs> and all the while, this motherfucker is on what they own and shit. Like, but that that's no never mind to me, motherfucker. You whatever serial killer you doing, you better do it somewhere else, motherfucker. Cause you ain't fucking with my mind like that, you know. Whatever, motherfucker. There's so many people around me who they want to play the role like they better than me, but I know and they know the truth. They know that I see through them and I shake them, and they only have a leg to stand on because it involves others, so they feel. But then there always comes a time where I crush them and those around them all at the same time. You know what I'm saying? That's just like this system. How it tries to play games and sends, you know, motherfuckers with their uh, messages directly and indirectly and shit. And I'm like, I just be open to what the motherfucker got to say, even if it sounds like it's coming up against me in particular. I'm gonna listen to everything that's being said. <laughs> Let me see what y'all tactics is about. How y'all really get down? That's what I'm thinking. I ain't mad. Uh, really? Oh damn! That's how they get down. Okay. Well, now I know. So I'm no weakling here. You know what I'm saying? And you know, I'm just I'm not I'm not I'm not her. You know, definitely an exception to the rule all the way around the board. And I don't give a fuck who don't like what I'm saying, how I'm delivering it, or whatever. Who gives a fuck? Shit. But anyway, I just wanted to, to speak on that. Wow, I didn't even know I was going this long talking about this 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 govern this governing thing, this governing factor. <laughs> um, but anyway, so Guys, don't forget to like, share, subscribe, comment, hit that like button, hit that like button. You know you like it. You know you like it, but I know how easy it is to forget to hit the like button, you know. And but um and you know, share, support, all that good stuff, you know, send some good vibes.
all that good stuff, you know. So I hope you guys enjoyed what I had to say and know that all this is some bullshit, you know, and the ones that benefit off of it or feel they benefit off of it are the ones who are going to find means of upholding this bullshit. You know, and so and, and damn the rest of us. <laughs> they don't care as long as they get there. So fuck them. And they bullshit ass lies and the shit. They they try to tell everybody else about uh, their perception of shit. Fuck that. This is some bullshit. All this shit is an illusion. It's been all types of tactics that date back so damn far. And the fact that they have kept so much knowledge from the common man and woman, we're just in the dark about shit. You know, to the point where you just know. Something is wrong, you know, and when if motherfuckers be extreme about about how they deliver things and in every area, you know, whether it's online, whether it's on TV, whether it's just, just a bunch of negativity all the way about, I hate to use that word, but it's a bunch of bad news, bad news. You know, these motherfuckers, they be listening in so tough. I, I go on to local uh, news channel now. They got a whole new good news section. Well, I'm telling you, it, it blows my mind at how much they mimic the things that I do and I say. I mean, I can't even put in a password without that password coming up in something I'm saying. Now, come on now. I can't even like a dessert. That all of a sudden I can't find no more, but then I go somewhere else, some random place I just go to it. It's dark, man. <laughs> go some some dark, some some random place, and all of a sudden I'm seeing something similar to it, some some new shit, but now it's some Reese's pieces. You understand what I'm saying? Like, I mean, from chips, I used to back in the day, so many years ago, I would whenever I would go and catch the bus, this is why I ain't have no vehicle. I would go and catch the bus, and so I would run into um, the store, and I would get these hot chips, and I'd give me a lime. You know, this was years ago, before they even started putting lime on these hot chips. And I would just squeeze the lime on the chips. Next thing you know, I, it's just so many areas. This is I know this is the one reason why they be trying to stand in the way of my up come up, is because they have usurped so much. And I'm not saying they're not doing it to other people, but because they know that about me, they stay tied into me and what I do more so. Because they recognize that. This whole Elon Musk Twitter thing. The shit that I was doing on Twitter years ago. And my and all I'm thinking is this motherfucker, he who of all I know, he might want, he might want that. He might want access. Wanted access to that because it was some deep shit, and that's probably why a lot of you motherfuckers is listening right now. The same people that was tied into me on when I was on Twitter, when I was on Facebook, the same motherfuckers. Shit is I might as well just start Diana Ross and y'all motherfucking ass. Y'all know Diana, dirty Diana motherfucker. I understand why Diana was the motherfucking the way she was. I get it wholeheartedly. Man, I get that shit wholeheartedly. I'm not in agreement with everything that she did, but I get how something so appealing to a motherfucker 
if they don't take charge, a motherfucker, all they want to do is, is just hold a motherfucker in captivity. Put you on some type of exhibit. Lord knows what they're doing with all this, this capturing of me through the sky. It should be live. When they leave motherfuckers be recording, that should be live. In real time. Well, anyway, again, guys, don't forget to hit that like button. Um, I know this, but you know, I gotta remind you if you if you sh- if you believe in supporting your sister, and you're not just here as these um, these fanatics that's been following me everywhere. <laughs> these motherfuckers follow me everywhere. Oh Lord, you know what I'm talking about. Y'all know what I'm talking about. But hit that like button, you know, and support support the channel, support Brother Land, support myself. Give back, give back, because I know that, you know, the words that I'm speaking is having some type of um, effect on you in a beneficial way. Who knows? Who knows how some, some may be utilizing that, the information. But I just hope that it's not in vain. And you know it's it's being utilized for our favor, my favor, and I'm not ashamed to say it. And so, but anyway, you guys enjoy, um, you know, the commentary. And until next time, just be well. long he followed. Now eventually, Porter looked at the body-worn cameras of the officers in the car to see for himself what had actually happened. What he saw was a chase through the neighborhood of Brightwood Park with sudden driving an unmarked vehicle as he pursued Hilton Brown on a, on a rebel moped. He saw sudden drive the car the wrong way down a one-way street in pursuit of Hilton Brown. Now to him, it was very obviously a police chase which is against the MPD policy, except in extreme circumstances where someone is actually presenting an imminent danger or risk to the public. He said it was very apparent that he was pursuing the moped, not just following him. He began the steps to initiate an internal investigation into the incident. Meanwhile, Officer Porter continued to rely on Zabowski, who was the highest ranking officer on the scene that night, to help him determine what had actually happened. Not once in their early conversations, uh, Porter testified, did Sabowski say that he had been involved in the chase. Now, he didn't even mention that part. And he was involved in the chase driving behind Sutton's car in a marked police SUV at the beginning of the pursuit. He found that out much later after directly, after directly asking Sabowski. Now, Porter said that he was never, he had never, uh, would never have relied on Zabowski for information throughout the night if he had known previously that the lieutenant had actually been involved. Uh, police officers are not supposed to be involved in investigations of themselves. Porter was among the final witness to testify in prosecutors' ongoing case against Sutton and Zabowski in the U.S. District Court. The historic trial of the two D.C. police officers for a combination of second-degree murder, obstruction of justice, 
and conspiracy charges has lasted for about a month, which is far longer than they initially expected. They say the government is expected to close the case in the next day or so, after which the defense will begin to present present their side. Well, that was all prior to them being found guilty. Uh, so let me pull up the video. Now, here's the thing. They say they were following him. Um, they were following him. Now, Karan was actually riding around on his moped with a friend, and he had his phone out because he was looking for his keys. He was actually using the flashlight from his cell phone, looking on the ground for his keys, which he obviously lost when the police started to follow him. Now, mind you, their policy is you don't chase someone on a moped. Uh, that's absolutely dangerous. And then especially to the extent that you're driving down, driving the wrong way down a one-way street. Okay? These police often do things that are just so ignorant. It doesn't make any sense. Why would you be endangering the safety of others? Lights up, everyone. Please like and share. Let's start with a heartfelt poem to thank the county community. In a district tonight, justice for Karan Hilton Brown, two D.C. police officers found guilty in the death of a 20-year-old. Hilton Brown died during a police pursuit. This is back in 2020 while he was riding a moped. It took a jury several days to come up with a verdict. Jacqueline Matter at the federal courthouse with those details. She's standing right live right now. Jacqueline. Yeah, Jim and Jean, those two officers are home tonight awaiting sentencing after a judge deemed that they were not a threat to the community or a flight risk. Nonetheless, this was an unprecedented verdict that took the jury five days to reach. I think it's the biggest civil rights case in the United States today because nobody has ever convicted a police officer who didn't even get the car that caused the death. Are you surprised? I'm very surprised. More than two years after two D.C. police officers chased Hilton Brown through the streets of D.C., Officer Terrence Sutton and Lieutenant Andrew Zabowski have been found guilty on all charges related to his death. I didn't think that this day would come as far as them getting charged with the crimes that they committed. The 20-year-old father was stopped for riding a moped on the sidewalk without a helmet. The chase that followed lasted more than three minutes and ended when Hilton Brown rode into oncoming traffic where he was hit by a car, suffered severe head trauma, and died days later. The trial for the two officers lasted more than a month, and the jury found Sutton of the most serious charge. The law was dead on. You know, don't get me wrong. If there was this risk. He knew of the risk. And he broke the law to take the risk, and there was a death that resulted, and consequently he's being charged with second-degree murder. Sutton and his supervisor, Sebaski, were found guilty of conspiracy and obstruction of justice for covering up what happened. Sutton faces up to 40 years in prison, while Zabaski could be behind bars for at least 20. As for a fair sentencing, activists who attended the trial say... Life. I and I hope that the, I hope the prosecutors do this for all of the cops so they can stop doing this and showing up like they judge, jury, and God. And for Hilton Brown's girlfriend and the mother of his child. I don't want her to ever think her dad was a bad person. Her dad loved her a lot the time that he had with her. Uh, 
Now, people who were inside of the courtroom tell us that Hilton Brown's mom was arrested. She apparently assaulted a U.S. Marshal while she was there as the ju judge was reading the verdict and allowing those two cops to be released. A sentencing date has not yet been set <laughs> them. But by the way, this is the first time that a D.C. police officer has been convicted of murder. Back to you. Now pay attention, that's the first time a DC cop has been convicted of murder. Certainly isn't the first time they've committed it though, okay? Upon an unarmed person. And I saw some people on the internet, I saw some Brad's and Chad's on the internet when this story was reported today, talking about uh, the police, the cop was doing, the cops were doing their jobs and now they're going to prison. Well, here's the thing, chasing someone on no pad who's not presenting a risk or imminent danger to the public or themselves or anyone else. That's not their job. That's not the policy. Okay? When cops break the policy and someone ends up deleted, they should be arrested and go straight to prison. Okay, that's what would happen to any of us if we did it. So Miss Sweeney. They love to make excuses and foolish justifications for these devil's nefariousness. It is what it is. Now I want you all to see this because the cops are always harassing folks. Even elderly grandmas, honey, they locked up an 84-year-old white woman because she was trying to be cats. Okay, and get the cat adopted. Pay attention, honey. Who does that? Hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. We'll talk about that in a minute. That's the wrong thing. Hold on. Here we go. How are you? Okay, how are you doing? Yeah. All right. What did I tell you? When they start targeting white people like this, watch out. We gotta call somebody that here That's somebody grandma. Somebody be a mental case with a bunch of guns. Hashtag start punching them in there, no matter the age. Where do you take on your travel? Okay, wait a minute. I got three. Y'all have three cop cars because I'm feeding cats. We always we always do this. Yeah, and the city does not want anybody feeding the animals around here because they're becoming a nuisance. I'm trying to help that nuisance by catching them. I mean, okay. you should, they should be thanking me. I've got a trap set right there trying to help catch them and get them out of here. Okay. I know that, and parents know that I try to help them catch them. Well, for trespass, we told you to leave and you haven't left. I could take you to jail now. I'm not trying to do it. Feeding the cats out here, right? Well, I feed them. We've been trying to trap them and we get them neutered and then get them homeless. Okay. So we're trying to do the city a favor. Because you've been trespassed and you have returned yet again, we're going to take you to jail, right? Jesus Christ. No. You can go too. I'm just. 
Now, I understand you'd be upset. Anyone would. But doing all that she was doing, that's not going to help anyone help you. Okay? Then she got arrested. I'm sure the kids are doing a whole lot better since her gun stuff sitting in jail. Where are they now? I wonder. A woman who was involved in a violent outburst caught on camera at the Miami International Airport faced a bond court judge on Wednesday. Camila McMilly was at the American Airport, or, I'm sorry, American Airlines counter after missing her connecting flight to New York City on Tuesday when she said her two children had vanished uh, at the Miami International Airport, according to police. McMilly, 25 years old from Birmingham, Alabama, asked American Airlines employees for help finding her kids, and she became irate and then turned to violence. Surveillance video shows that she took the boarding pass reader off the wood, wooden counter grabbed a computer monitor from the counter and threw it at one of the airline agents. Let's look at this. Let's look at this because the way she was carrying on before I got the backstory and I actually just saw the video of her throwing this tantrum, I thought maybe someone had kidnapped her kids or maybe they had taken a flight, she put them on a flight by themselves and they were taken to the wrong place or somehow she just confided them and it was all the airline's fault. Because that's the way she was acting. But the kids actually wandered off and went to the restroom and she didn't see them. Now, why didn't you see them go to the restroom, fool? That's because you weren't paying attention to your own dark kids. But she wants to sit up here and throw a whole tantrum and break up. It's all so crazy. And quite frankly, I'm embarrassed. Okay? As a black woman. But anyway. Revitalize and replenish your body and soul and come to her day spa. Enjoy a massage, facial, or loofah body scrub as part of your monthly spa membership with access to all amenities. Come to her day spa. Ah. Now to the counter chaos caught on camera at Miami International Airport. A passenger went on a violent tirade at a gate leaving an employee injured. That woman faced a judge today. Local time crime specialist Bridget Matters wanted one tiny day with what led up to the outburst. Bridget. Well, this was quite the sight for passengers at Miami International Airport after this woman caused a scene. Police arresting her for battery and destruction as much as $10,000 in American Airlines equipment was damaged. It's the ticket counter tirade gone viral on social media. Inside Miami International Airport Terminal D, passengers watching as this woman goes on a rampage. Every angle captured on cell phone video as a woman tears gate ticket equipment from an airport counter. At one point, she even chases an American Airlines employee. Then watch here. A computer monitor hurled at one of the ticket agents. She was hit in the shoulder. Police identified the woman as 25-year-old Camilla McMilly. So what prompted the meltdown? Police say she lost track of her two children, ages 6 and 8. So they missed a connecting flight to New York. She's heard shouting, find my children, while tossing equipment. They were eventually found safe, having wandered to a bathroom. American Airlines responded with a statement in part, Acts of violence against our team members are not tolerated by American Airlines and we're committed to working closely with law enforcement in their investigation. Billy <laughs> was arrested and faced a judge Wednesday. $4,500 in total bond. Good luck to you, That woman facing some serious charges, including disorderly conduct and aggravated battery. For now, we're live in West Miami, Dave. Bridget Matter, local 10.
please stop wearing I would describe myself as a I absolutely cannot. Now here's here is some footage that was captured of this fool on cell phone video, okay? Sister Gail says that that's a t-shirt. Okay, you know that My computer knowledge that was typed on. Oh yeah. Shit. 
That's the end of the day. We already know by now that Pussy Reap is a whole fraud. Anybody who doesn't know that by now, well, you haven't been paying attention. Okay? You haven't been paying attention. And that's just what it is. Hold on. I'm going to show y'all something in just a second. Because I'm about to pull up a video for y'all to see. Hold on. This worse, so. I'm about to pull up a video for y'all to see, honey, with Wussy Okay, Wussy Rick is a whole hot mess. Now I'm going to try to pay attention. You see, what's interesting to the queen is this. Wussy Rick, a.k.a. Tyreek Nashi, for those who don't know who I'm talking about. Or Marcus. Well, the thing about him is uh, he has so much to say about everybody else. He calls people bussies. Uh, he just tries to disparage people, specifically black people. You know, he makes all these um, videos, proudly black folk. He makes all these videos and, and you know, uh, making dolomichi and making cookies, trying to disparage black folks. You know, tells lies on black folks to try to defame them and all of that. Takes out restraining orders on black folk. Right? Strikes black folks' channels, trying to get your channels taken down. He does all this, makes games called the Ugly Turtle, trying to clown black folk. But y'all know what he doesn't do? Well, I'm so glad you asked. What he doesn't do is he doesn't ever say anything to or about the white folk who go in on him. He doesn't ever say anything about when they go in on him. He doesn't do videos about them. He does not do videos about white folk who go in on him. And trust me, plenty of them do. Trust me, plenty of them do. And I'm about to show you one right now. He doesn't go in on them. Where is the videos clowning them? Where is the videos even talking shot about them? I have so many questions for Wussy Reed. Where is the videos of him talking trash about them? Where are the video games that he's selling for 99 cents talking trash about them? Well, I'm so glad you asked. There are none because he doesn't make them. Okay? But hold on. This dude is a whole griffin. I'm so sick of his foolish minions sitting there trying to defend his BS. I am so sick of his minions trying to defend his BS. Hold on, I'm about to pull this video up. Right now, what I'm doing is I'm making an overlay to show you all how this fool copies everything from somewhere else. He has no original thoughts whatsoever. Okay? And again, I'm going to prove my point. I'm just gonna prove my point again, honey, because he needs to sit down somewhere. That's what he needs to do. Minions, Bussy Rickians, Nashidians, whatever you call your foolish selves, pay attention. Pay attention. I'm almost done. Let's get those likes up. Please like and share. And if you're mad that I'm going in on Bussy Rick, oh well, too bad. It's so sad because I'm gonna keep doing it. All right. If you don't like it, unsubscribe. Or I can drop the link so you can click it and tell me what you have to say. And get roasted in the process as you need to be. All right. So anyway, let me just pull this yeah, right on. Here we go. Be a conversation. <laughs> just to be honest. Here we go. Man, now, first of all and foremost, let me show this. Y'all see that? Y'all see that? Look at it. I said, do y'all see that? Y'all see that, That's right? Not the same. Pay attention. Now, Taharka Bay showed this on his live last night. I didn't even same. know this. But pay attention. This right here with the white hair.
it's all interesting to me. It's because Bussy Reed has this same image on every single one of his hidden color documentaries cover. Y'all see it, right? He has on every single one of his hidden colors documentary cover. But he talks real greasy about the Moors. If you want to hear what he was saying about them, go watch the Harkins video from last night. Okay, on Moore's media, Moore's uh, media, yeah. But anyway, here's the thing. Or Moore's world, I'm sorry, his backup channel. Now, this is a complete knockoff. Pay attention. I already showed y'all how he copied that NBA flag too, okay? He copied the maroon flag from somewhere else. He copies everything from somewhere else. I told you to steal my copy points. I've always been telling y'all. But this is what he did. He's talking greasy about the Moors, but he used to identify as a Moor. He said he was going to create a Moors app. He collected $83,000 from his foolish Nashidians to build that app and never ever came out with it. And when someone asked him about it on his Twitter, he lied and told them the Moors app, the Moors app been available. It's been ready. Well, where is it at, Pussy Reed? Where is it at? Where is it at? But hold on, this is about to get juicy. So like I said, here he is copying this, and he has it on his documentaries all night. See, Tyreek is a liar, a grifter, a fraudster, a scammer, and all of the above. And all he does is jump from one bandwagon to the next. Today, he's pan-African. The next day, he doesn't like black immigrants, including Africans. Today, the Africans treated him nice when he went over there, and it's a myth that black immigrants and Africans don't get along with African-Americans. But then today, yeah. they don't like African Americans. So let's call them tethers and harass them on And act like a whole hate group. The Shians. That's what they do, and that's what you do. Y'all ain't seen nothing yet, honey. Because this is what I find the most it's interesting of it all. Hold up while I put this on the screen. Now, first of all, I'm going to play for you the audio of one of his minions. Known as Marcel Dixon, who oh, ran for Congress, but God he didn't win. Can you imagine him running for Congress uh, and not even liking black people? Ooh, he doesn't like the, black people. She, Marcel Dixon, I'm calling you out. What you got to say about it besides nothing? But at the end of the day, Marcel Dixon was running for Congress, and I had the nerve myself to bring him on my platform and interview this clown. But now he's talking all the trash about black immigrants, spewing Tyreek, pussy <laughs> reeks. Having the same word thrown around. 
N-word is still thrown around by a lot of black immigrants, too, who don't have the history that we have. I told my fiance, if he ever said the N-word around me again, I want to cut his damn tongue out and shove it up his nostril. Mm, That's where I got this. That's harsh. First of all. So harsh. Mm -mm. Y'all heard that? 